0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wednesday Night Wallop. Episode 15 of season four. Kyle Joseph is here. I'm Ryland Turner. Let's get into some wrestling. Kyle, how are you?
1: I'm doing well. It was uh it was a fun day. Another another interesting episode of of AEW Dynamite. And yeah, we got lots to talk about today. Yes, it is quarter-three in the morning.
0: In uh, Napanee, Ontario, and I am uh, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Let's do it, Kyle. Uh, before we do any of the AEW Dynamite talk, though, we always start this show the same way, don't we, Kyle?
1: We do, and that is with a bit of a look at the wrestling news of the day, and we do that in the segment we like to call the Wednesday Night Roundup. So, Wednesday night roundup. So, first, Rylan, uh, AEW announced some personnel roles today.
0: Yes, yes, I- indeed they did. Um, Madison Reigns coming on board uh, to lead the women's division, and uh, she's also debuting on Rampage.
1: Yeah, it looks like she's going to both wrestle and uh, be in charge of the women's division. Um, as a coach, which is I mean, an excellent choice. She is a very, very accomplished women's wrestler across uh, basically the entire world of, of independent wrestling. So, a uh, uh, great choice to, to add to the team. Uh, Some familiar names also getting some either promotions or just affirming their roles within the company. Sanjay Dutt is going to be involved in creative. uh, The Vice President of Production and Creative Coordination, Cutie Marshall, uh, Vice President of Show and Creative Coordination. So it clears that they are going to have uh, the book alongside Tony Khan. And Pat Buck is the vice president of talent development. Obviously, he's been involved in the business for quite a while. And Tony Shivani is uh, the senior producer and special advisor to talent. Just talent relation stuff, like shivani has been in the business forever. Obviously, this is... Right. Uh, I, I think he's already had a pretty big role backstage. So I think this is just reaffirming that. This is I think a really good move on
0: their part based on all the different moves we're having in the WWE right now. I think you need to you need to really set yourself up for success in AEW right now because WWE has had a really good like week and a half. You know what I mean? And and that doesn't it, it may may not mean uh, much to some, but let me tell you. A story we're going to talk about on this uh, news segment, like the Raw rating. Yeah. Like, it, 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 it's something to be, you know, concerned about. And it's bet, best to get your ducks in a row. And I think AW is doing the right thing in, in, assign, in, in assigning all these guys these positions.
1: So we'll get into that next, I think, because it is uh, our next piece of news. Uh, Raw apparently it had a pretty good uh, television rating. I'm. I think I read that it was the
0: best in four years. Yeah. Like I know that ratings in this day and age are something that we kind of like don't pay a lot of attention to. But like I don't know, man. Like I Triple H being in charge, I think is it not only invigorated uh, the fan base, but also invigorated the locker room. I'm reading a lot of reports about how everyone's very positive backstage right now, and they're really liking. Um, Hunter's approach. Uh, Do you have any thoughts on that?
1: I think it is definitely (laughs) I think it's definitely a positive sign that that um, WWE is moving in this direction. I am you know what? I'm so happy to see WWE seeming to move in that proper direction Uh, and seeming to move in uh, to a place where the talent feels a lot better, seems to feel a lot better if if we're getting the reports that we're hearing correctly, that fans seem to be a bit more excited right now, I think this this is good. Right. It's it's good to see its positive direction. And that's the biggest thing. Yeah, we're reviewing AEW. Obviously, we're fans of the AEW product. I want WWE to be good. Yeah. Like, we, we, we've we never wanted WWE to be terrible. No. We just, we unfortunately
0: have to review some terrible shows um, from time to time. Yeah. Uh, a la the, the last year's Rumble.
1: Yeah. Um, and that's the thing, is that there are, and it's there's been so much disappointing short-sighted booking for such a long time. And it looks like triple H has got uh, a plan for what he wants to do. And I'm not going to say like, Oh, it's going to, everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows. With the WWE. Elves, and I don't know what, what's going to be coming and what we're, we're still going to see, but positive steps for sure.
0: Yeah. I've heard nothing but good things about SummerSlam. The Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns match included. I've heard
1: nothing but good things about the whole show. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't watch SummerSlam. And I, I'm with you on that. But I definitely did... Uh, I, I did enjoy... Um, I, or it does seem that people enjoyed it, so I'm happy to see that. So we'll move on to our next piece of news. Uh, SummerSlam itself. Uh, We did want to talk a little bit about SummerSlam and specifically about Becky Lynch.
0: Yes, uh, it would appear that she has a separated shoulder. Uh, She had it or she uh, attained this injury uh, at some point in the match, uh, apparently very early. worked her way through the match and she's going to be off for. I mean, like a a shoulder separation can keep you out of uh, action for about 12 weeks. So it's not like Becky Lynch is going anywhere for 9 to 10 months. Um but uh still like I I you know what I'm going to give all the uh the props to Becky Lynch. She's had a rough year for a comeback. Um to have a comeback in a uh a time where you had to be the heel and it, it, I think at the pay-per-view itself she turned babyface and aligned herself with uh Bianca Belair. Um It was a rough go, but I feel like she's done a really, really good job even playing the heel. Like The WrestleMania build-up and the WrestleMania main event has been great, Um, so I think 12 weeks, 16 weeks off, like that's not a bad thing for Becky Lynch.
1: It'll have her come back in time for some of the late-year pay-per-views. Obviously, uh, I think, yeah, it definitely puts her on track to be back for the Rumble. Right. Worst case, and yeah, I feel like She's a person I definitely want to see in the Royal Rumble. And she could be a very great shock return for the Rumble if we wanted to do that, too. Um,
0: if we're talking about SummerSlam, I feel like we have to talk a little bit about Logan Paul.
1: Yeah. Um, Kid can wrestle.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. And uh, you know what? Miz is not a guy who I, I look at as somebody that you go in with and you have a great performance with. It depended upon who you are. Dolph Ziggler and The Miz, those guys are made for each other.
1: Um, the, but even... The, there was, a, you know, I'll, I'll I'll say this forever. Um, WrestleMania 30, God, I'm trying to remember which one it was... Uh, the one, the, the Brock, uh, the Brock versus Reigns Disaster one 34. I can't remember which one it was. 36? One of those. Uh, anyway, the triple threat between Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, and The Miz for the IC title at that yes. one was the best match of that show. Yes. And The Miz is, like, a reliably solid mid-card wrestler. If he has a good dance
0: partner with him and i was nervous about this and it turned out that logan paul can really wrestle and yeah. i while this while this guy is not somebody that like number one i follow or number two um i'm not necessarily like super excited about him being in wwe and taking taking up a spot if you're taking it seriously and obviously he is um all the power to you
1: Celebrities being involved in wrestling only works as far as their willingness to commit to the, to the thing, and as far as their willingness to go in and take it seriously and deliver when, you know, they're called to, to actually go into a match. And we've seen, especially recently, a, no- a slate of solid celebrity appearances in wrestling. Like, between Bad Bunny the the couple times that we saw him, Logan Paul seems to be really uh, stepping into it in a big way. Heck, Shaq had a pretty good match a couple of years ago. Pat Blake. McAfee. Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee in a in a big big way. Um, I mean, he's he's an interesting case because he feels more like a WWE guy now. Uh, even the even though he is like a, he is celebrity wrestler for sure. There's a lot of guys who have stepped into the ring and and done solidly alongside their fellow Vestager. Well, it's good to see. You. Absolutely. So we'll talk about briefly um, AEW Fight Forever, I believe, is the title of this. Yes. Uh, the video game is coming out. They're, they've shown a little bit more gameplay. They've shown a little bit more... Um, what did you yeah, think ch-
0: of the gameplay trailer with uh, Tony Giovanni and Britt Baker?
1: Um, so I, uh, it was cringy. It was cringy. Sure, it was like as for the actual gameplay they showed. They didn't show a lot of gameplay. That, obviously, some of that was cringy too. But I don't know. Is it like again? And we're going and we're going back to. Is it going to be two K twenty two? No. Do I care? no so long as it plays fine and uh, like the problem i think for me is until i get like a review of somebody playing it or i get it in my hands myself i'm gonna have a hard time determining whether or not i care about this game
0: right uh th- i will say concerning a uh, bit in the gameplay trailer like what's with the mini games like we don't like we don't need these mini games this is not a cell phone game. This is a this is a console game. For fuck's sakes, like they 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 in the trailer itself or the teaser, they said, "Oh, it's in depth story mode. Career mode is going to be great." And all they showed was mini games. So like I didn't get a, a like an idea at all as to what this career mode was really going to be like.
1: So and that's the thing is that I'm not. This, for me, is always going to be more of a pick-up-and-play game. Right. So, as so long as the gameplay is entertaining and the controls aren't too finicky, then it should be fine. If they are, then that's probably going to ruin the experience. And, like, this is a venture that has clearly gone, not gone the way that AEW wanted. I think that the partnership with Ux was—it seemed like a good idea until things seemed to very, very quickly deteriorate. Obviously, they've got—I mean, they've got a publisher, which is good. Nordic's willing to put the game out. We'll see. We'll see. I think there's enough name va- value in AEW that they should sell okay if the reviews are decent. Right. but is this gonna be 2k22 no Mm-mm. the whole thing is it just needs to be fun and because I don't like this whole need for all oh, the graphics looks the, oh, the graphics, the graphics don't look, look very fine. good they the look graphics look fine. fine in this game and that's the thing is like I don't care beyond what they're showing they look absolutely fine. I have a very good wrestling simulator already. I, w- I just want this one to be fun. Otherwise, what's the- like? Why would I get this game if it if it tried to be 2K22 and fell short? Why would I get it? I don't know. Whereas this one, if it's just fun and it's fun to play, and I can pick up and play with you know people who don't necessarily aren't like big into wrestling, then yeah, then I might enjoy this and I might like you know it might be worth my purchase. Beyond that, I'm I don't I don't think too long on this
0: game. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm a slut for wrestling games, so I'm going to get this anyway. Um, <laughs> but no, I feel you. I feel you. I, uh, I just want it to be fun, like you said.
1: Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's that's what's the most important part. That's the thing. I want it to be fun. I want to be able to pick it up and play it with some people uh, who are interested in it and and have a good time. And if I can do that in like a party setting, then yeah, that's, that's a win. If not, then... Yeah, I I don't know if if that game is going to be the game for me. We will see. Um, Ryland, before we get out of the news section of this, I think you wanted to touch on Ric Flair's last match and the pay-per-view surrounding that.
0: Pay-per-view itself? Great show. Tony Schiavone uh, was great on commentary. They got, uh, what's his name? Uh, What is it? It's not Bill Watts. It's something Watts. Uh,
1: Crockett? Oh, d- oh, sorry
0: mean, uh, uh, yes Crockett um, David Crockett David Crockett uh, David Crockett don't get me wrong he was shy on commentary and it was good that they had um, uh, commentary um, inclusions from both uh, GCW and Impact as well as um, I, not Triple A but uh, damn it damn it! what was the other inclusion on that show ROH ROH yes uh, Ian Riccoboni was there uh, and uh, Nick Aldis was really there too. Oh, okay. I uh, I must have missed that. Um, this show was really really fun. The main event um, on the pre-show they had Jay Lethal come out and do his Ric Flair impression and talk about. And then after after breaking out of it, he was a uh, <laughs> he was accompanied by Karen Jarrett, who is um, if you want to get like Vicky Guerrero level heat, you bring out Karen Jarrett. Um. Anyway. Uh, He talked about how this match was going to be uncomfortable. Man, he hit the nail on the head with that. This match was uncomfortable. Ric Flair faked a heart attack. He bled profusely after blading himself very obviously in the figure four. Um, Like, I don't I don't know how the figure four makes you bleed, but whatever. Like, whatever. Um, Flair obviously didn't look like himself. Um, I hope this is the last time. It was fine. It was, it was almost 30 minutes long. It was Andrade and Jay Lethal. And, and, and honestly, Jeff Jarrett looked great. Looked fantastic. And he had a fantastic weekend. Selling that super kick on SmackDown, the Ric Flair's last match. Like, <laughs> he had a great weekend. Um, but no, I, it was... Uh, did you see anything from it? No. Will you ever see anything from it?
1: Uh, the only thing I, sorry, the only thing I saw was uh, today on Dynamite I should mention they did show that mance Warner won about yes. uh, a battle royal pre show this yes. is to be facing John Moxley in the match next week, which is this week this week on Friday. oh yeah I'm sorry I mean, you're right. it is on rampage um, yeah, no
0: um it was uh, I, there, there was a uh, fatal four away A match that was oh, just bonkers. Just absolute bonkers. Every match I saw was good. Uh, The Ric Flair match was what it was. I think everyone knew that going in. Um, But no, I just like. I don't know. I I, it's a hard thing to to have a feeling about. Um, I don't know. I I feel like I'm happy it's over. I guess. Because, like, like there there was a point where Flair's bleeding profusely, cutting a promo at the end of the match, and Undertaker, Bret Hart, and Mick Foley are standing out at ringside. And all of them just look like, oh, my God, why did you do this? Why did you do this to yourself? You were the greatest of all time. Um, And that's kind of how I felt, too. So there was that.
1: Interesting. Uh, So apparently there have been some early talks Uh, They apparently, I think, uh, they want the last match thing to be a a recurring thing because they talked about potentially having Mick Foley's last match next year. Or apparently, uh, Booker T was approached with the idea of Harlem Heat's last match. I mean, (laughs) Mick Foley.
0: I've seen him twice live. I don't want to see that. Uh, Harlem Heat.
1: Sign me up. I'm I'm for that. Um, I think we will, ah, man, I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like this was, the show seemed to be, the show seemed to be well received, like, obviously with, um, with Ric Flair, Rick Flair's sort of match notwithstanding, but yeah, not much more to say than that. I mean, Ric Flair, I guess, isn't isn't going to be wrestling anymore, which... Is a good thing. Is is for the best. Yes.
0: It, it, as Martha Stewart would say, it's a good thing.
1: So let's move on to our show. Yes. We're going to start with a recap. Rifle through this AEW show. Uh, it was Dynamite from The Ohio State University in Columbus, Ohio. Jay Lethal defeated Orange Cassidy in the opening match. We got a post-match brawl between the best or with, the, with the best friends getting involved with uh, Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh and Wardlow obviously being involved in it too. The undisputed elite made their return, and in that return, we got a turn Adam Cole and. Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly attacked the Young Bucks, with Hangman Page making the save. We had a promo by John Moxley. We had a promo earlier in the show by Christian, where Jungle Boy drove into the promo and tried to run. He uh, tried to run Christian over before being held back by security. We had a match where Brit, Doctor Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter defeated Thunderstorm. We had a Sammy guevara Ty Conti video package that was quickly cut off by Eddie Kingston delivering a promo. Powerhouse Hobbs defeated Ren Jones in a squash match before being attacked by Ricky Starks and laying him out. Christian Cage defeated Matt Hardy in a match before he was chased off by Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus as well. That still feels a bit unresolved. We had a Daniel Garcia interview. We had a po- promo by Ethan Page where he was interrupted by Stokely Hathaway and appeared to be recruited into Stokely Hathaway's um, stable. I don't believe he's going to be a baddie. I think hes they're, they're keeping their stable separate. <sighs> I'm kind of hoping he's a baddie. <laughs> <laughs> We had a promo by the Jericho Appreciation Society where where Anna Jay attacked a random a random worker. Um, I hope that continues. We had the acclaimed defeated the gun club in a um a dumpster match. dumpster match. More on that later. <laughs> and Chris Jericho defeated Wheeler Yuta in the main event. Which means the wheeler is trying to take uh, his Jericho spot for the match against Moxley. He lost, so it will be Jericho and Moxley next week. A Rylan, quake at the lake! Quake, quake at the at lake! The lake. Uh, Rylan, you got me? I'll give one honorable mention, so I think I'll start with it. Okay. I have a lot. Matt Hardy and Christian Cage worked uh, a heck of a match. All things considered, I thought they, they had... They had each other very well scouted. Obviously, they wrestled a ton together already. Um, Matt already put himself through a table, <laughs> and yeah, it just it continues to be Christian Cage outsmarting his opponents. And that I'm I'm digging the, the direction they're going. I think Christian Cage as like this um, sort of. Cerebral but cowardly heel is definitely going to build very interestingly to the match that he's going to have with jungle boy. I think that it's going to need a step, but we'll wait and see once we get closer to all out.
0: Right. Right. Uh, Christian has always been able to um, have the ability to be the best creepy little bitch he could ever be. Uh, a a, a, uh, a nickname that was given to him by uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin
1: that was fair um, Rylan you had several honorable mentions apparently yes
0: yes uh, number one in my honorable mentions uh, the best friends costume uh, them coming out to uh, go face to face with Satnam Singh with uh, <laughs> Trent on top so- of, of of
1: Chuck Taylor <laughs> So Excalibur uh, pointed out, and I love this because I'm a big Bojack Horseman fan, uh, the best friends are headed to the stock market to do a business. It is a reference to uh, possibly the greatest character on Bojack Horseman, uh, Vincent Adultman who is definitely not three children stacked on top of each other. in <laughs> a trench coat. He's a legitimate businessman. And, uh, yeah, th- this was very clearly, uh, it-, it was entertaining seeing them go eye to eye. And thing was sort of, like, backing off a little bit at first before sort of coming at them. Yes, it- Everything about that was a lot of fun.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, even even the, uh, you could see them trying to get down the ramp. And which uh, before they actually came out, which was great, too, because it, it, it really added to the fact that this was just ridiculous. And and we as wrestling fans, it's OK to be OK with ridiculous. So I, I thought this was great. Uh, number two for my honorable mentions, uh, Hangman Page's pants. Um, the butterflies on the tight jeans, um, fucking hilarious. Like, this guy doesn't take himself seriously at all. And I kind of like that. Like, this guy comes out in, in, in cowboy vests with jeans and whatever, but this this week he decided the white t-shirt and the, the butterfly jeans. And for a segment that he was involved in, which we're going to talk about, um... <laughs> It was perfect. It was really perfect. Just not taking himself too seriously. Uh, My number three, uh, The Acclaimed. I thought The Acclaimed uh, were great tonight. I I really liked the dumpster match. Didn't make my top five, but or my honorable mentions, but I I, I liked it. I thought that uh, these guys are they're super over. Like, I feel like they're full on baby faces now. And it's just how you use them. How do you use these guys going forward? I think that it would be a great feud with them and Keith Lee and uh, Swerve Scott. I think that would be fantastic. Um, uh, my, and, and Another one of my honorable mentions, uh, everything Miro. Everything yes. Miro. Like, this guy is fantastic. The promo was short, sweet. It was great. It's
1: he's, everything he's I asking, needed. He's asking God what, what is going on with the House of Black. Yes. He uh, still I do love that he's still feuding with God. It's great. Um
0: my final uh, honorable mention, uh, powerhouse Hobbs. This guy is a star. This is a AEW built star. He's like just like Wardlow, just like MJF, like these are guys that are created from the ground up and Will Hobbs J- Jungle Boy dude. Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara, like these are guys who Darby Allen, Darby Allen, yeah, that, that's that, that, all of them. But Will Hobbs, like this yeah. guy, is a machine, and I cannot wait to see. He's got the look that I feel like any wrestling promoter would salivate at.
1: That spinebuster he hit on oh, Starks
0: too. Oh, fantastic!
1: Spinebuster is an
0: underrated maneuver. Yes, that's, that's, that's. always been one of my favorites. The R Anderson spinebuster is wicked. It's wicked.
1: I I am. I am personally partial to the Farouk Spinebuster, yes. but I think everybody has their own.
0: That's, that's totally fair. That's totally fair. Um, that's my honorable mention list. I had a lot this week. I really enjoyed this show,
1: and I had to watch it very fucking late. <laughs> I, I'll i start this week for, for my number five. Um, It was the aforementioned dumpster match. This was just a lot of fun. Yeah. Totally The fun. Acclaimed are so over. The rap where they talked about uh, Vince McMahon having to retire. It was great. But I loved, I loved
0: the fact that they didn't start with the rap. They started with yes. beating the fuck out of Billy Gunn and his kids and yes. then they
1: started the rap. Yep. And they they came out. The crowd is just completely into them. They're apparently in the number four tag team now so they're clearly building the Acclaimed. And yeah as, as far as a ta- as a tag team right now i don't know if um FTR notwithstanding i don't know if there's a hotter tag team on aew right now than this one i agree and i do i don't i do think while a lot of the tag teams are going to be distracted by the Trios tournament that if you want a direction for Lee and Hobbs, this would be a good one for the for the pay per view. I agree. I'm sorry for Lee and uh, Swerve. I don't know that they should necessarily beat Lee and Swerve. Uh you could have that if you wanted to. I the, the, the thing for me, especially for this tag division, if somebody's over, don't be afraid to pull the trigger. And 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 they've already hinted at the at the split between Lee and Swerve.
0: So yeah. it's not like that's not already on the table.
1: Yes, so uh, but this dumpster match was a lot of fun. Uh, the the acclaimed went over. I think the the gun club and the acclaimed working together, I think, did wonders for reviving the acclaimed. That was an act that I think people were kind of sour on, and it is. I will say this: AAW is really good at reclamation projects.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: They like you know between Ricky Starks and the acclaimed uh, even Gun Club like the Gun Club I feel like can make a have a spot as a middling tag team I wouldn't hate them going on a bit of a run this trios tournament too I don't think they should make the finals but would I be upset if they made the semifinals as a surprise No no definitely not um because I, I do I mean also Billy Gunn fun. can still
0: fucking go at 60 yeah. years old that's why like that guy's yeah. a machine and his kids are great
1: yeah well, that's that's the thing is they're they're really building up as uh, a surprise contender for uh for uh, uh most improved this year cuz I like I was as much as I saw the potential me claimed. because like Max Caster is has big-time star potential, and Anthony Bowen's a really good uh, power wrestler as well. Uh And he's a solid mat wrestler when he gets the opportunity to go, too. But um, the Gun Club, I didn't really see too much in. No, they're great.
0: Fantastic. And I loved the ode to Road Dog and Billy Gunn in the dumpster match from WrestleMania 15 with uh, Cactus and, and, and Terry Funk. I, thought, I loved the, 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 the gear. I thought uh, this whole match was a great idea and it was pulled off fantastically. I
1: thought. Yeah. It was it was short like it wasn't it wasn't too too long, it was a nice idea. It got the right team won. They got over. It was a lot of fun. The crowd was super into it. This is just good. Yeah, good good decisions made all around.
0: Uh, Rylan, you're number five. Uh, Moxley's backstage promo after the opening match. I thought like I'll put it to you this way. Uh, Moxley doing these backstage promos where he paces back and forth, and he drops the belt off his shoulder, and he gets all serious. He's always good, but yeah. like th- this is just like he's setting up for this match next week against um, either Chris Jericho or either Yuda. hint hint obviously. Um, but like we're we're, we're 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 at this point we're we're, we're talking about like. A guy who has been in this business uh, or sorry, been in this company since the uh, inception of this company. Anytime he grabs the microphone, he's gold. Yeah. Um, And I just I really love these backstage promos. I feel like he really gets to let loose a little bit more than he would in front of the crowd.
1: And this one was my number five. Since he's come back from his rehab, he's had the crowd in the palm of his hand every single time he's had the mic. Absolutely. And good on him for that. He is, he, he, because it's such a weird style of promo, too. He's he's so unique in his promo style, and yet he delivers every time. I 100% agree. My number four, <clears throat> uh, drama. I'm all about that drama. Taz, uh, so he didn't know that Starks was going to or set up a second open challenge. He didn't know Hook would come out. And take that open challenge. He didn't know Hobbs would attack Starks. He's tired of not being in control. Team Taz is over. I think Team Taz had run its course. Yes, and I do think this is it's a great time to do it. It it separates Taz. It gives. I mean, we could see Team Taz reclaim in the future. We could see a new Team Taz form in the future. Very. And there's no reason that we couldn't go back to this idea in the future because Taz is great at putting that all together. But right now, Hook is crazy over, Ricky Starks is crazy over, and Hobbs is, is like big time over as a heel. They don't need Taz anymore. No, and, and Taz has got his spot on the desk. He
0: doesn't need to be involved. No. I'm happy to see, and and you're going to laugh at this, I'm happy to see an AEW faction dissolve. Yeah. Like, it's it's okay. We don't have to have, you know, like, these guys are good
1: enough, they don't need it. But they dissolve the faction not because the faction was dying. They dissolve the faction because the faction was holding these guys back from disparate paths. Right. Because, you know... Hook's gonna go off, do his thing. He's probably still gonna be involved with Danhausen, and I very much look forward to seeing him defend that, that FTW title when he gets to do it. That's gonna be great. Starks and Hobbs are gonna have a fire match at this pay-per-view. Yes. I hope.
0: Yes, 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 yes.
1: And like they're gonna they're gonna uh knock the lights out here, and I'm I'm super excited for I'm all for it. So, mm, I, that is my number four. Ryland, what was your number four? Ethan Page's promo
0: and the uh, Stokely Hathaway uh, inclusion. I thought that was really, really good stuff. Uh, I thought Ethan Page sounded uh, like he had a lot of conviction in his voice. He was perfect. He was absolutely you know, perfect for what he needed to say.
1: You know what's incredible about uh, Stokely Hathaway, though? Hmm. It's your reminder. This is something that I keep, you know, saying about. Uh, it's, it's something that I think has been la- was lacking in WWE, and I'm so glad to see it in AEW. Um, there are definitely managers who have come in and been the voice for a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Jake Roberts is a perfect example of that. Where Jake Roberts came in and he was the voice for Lance Archer. Because Lance Archer can look like a dominant monster, but Jake Roberts is still the king of the creepy, weird promo. Um, Hasn't has lost, has lost a step for his promo skills. Um, Stokely Hathaway is an amazing talker as a manager. And he plays off of everybody really, really well. But he can recruit guys who can cut their own promos. And he can just be there in the background, too. Like, Jay Cargill is great at cutting her own very short and sweet promos. Ethan Page is uh, a promo machine. We, we've known yes. that for a while, and I feel like Dan Lambert, as his manager, was holding him back because Dan Lambert was the guy with the mic all the time. Right. And I think Stokely Hathaway is a really good fit as a result of this. Oh, well, I hundred percent agree. Um, I, I like this pairing.
0: I hope that uh, I hope that Ethan Page can benefit off this. And like I said earlier, I hope he's a baddie. I really, really <laughs> hope he's a baddie.
1: Because I think that would be, it would be fun. It would be fun. So we're skipping our number threes because ironically, each of our number threes was the other person's number two. So I will talk about my number two and Ryland's number three, Britt Baker and Jamie Hader versus Thunderstorm. Jamie Hader picking up a pin. Yes. Not only that, but this
0: was the best women's tag match I've seen all year. All this- year. All year. This was better than WrestleMania. This was this this had so much uh, emotion. The crowd was into it from beginning till end. Yes, and, well, I will,
1: and starting out Baker and Thunder Rosa was a great idea because those two have each other so well scouted. Yes, they they're so slick and they're they're um uh they're going back and forth between uh, their maneuvers. There, uh, Tony Storm looked uh, like she was great at firing up and coming in and just flying around the ring. And then Jamie Hader is such a great powerhouse. And there wasn't a bad part of this match. Seeing Jamie Hader get to go over is really awesome. Um, Because it keeps her strong in this. Yes.
0: Yes. And she looked like that. This win really meant something to her, too. Like that, that the emotion she showed at the end of this match was was really
1: touching. And so she now goes into battle of the belts uh, to take on Thunder Rosa this weekend. That's right. Which, yeah, that's going to be exciting. It's good to see that. Because Jamie Hayter has felt a little bit like an afterthought at times with, uh, in her pairing with Chris Baker. It's great to see that pairing pay off uh, for her in a big way. I think Thunderstorm is... Thunderstorm is a great idea, but it just makes me want women's tag belts. Right. Rylan, you're number two, which is my number three. Yeah, I, I uh, thought it was a really great match. Drama. Great opener too. He wanted loyalty. Mm-hmm. and he said that he, he wasn't going to be able to compete and that he wasn't cleared to compete in the trios tournament. And so he was going to make sure that the bucks couldn't compete in the trios tournament.
0: Hey guys, producer RJ here. Um, it looks like Rylan has lost a part of his audio here. So it sounds like Kyle's kind of having a one kind of one sided conversation It is. I tried to edit it, uh, as best as I could to make it a little bit quicker. Hopefully it's a, you can understand it. It might be a little vague if uh, since it's one-sided. Thank you.
1: Man, this was... I didn't expect it this quickly. But, no. This looks like we're getting the Bucks and Hangman Page. And, again, I'm just salvav- fading into that dream match. Bucks and Hangman Page versus... Uh, um... House of Black, please hook it up straight to my veins. A match could be like six stars. Um, But yeah, I it's great to see. I think it gives Hangman Page a direction, which he's been needing for a little bit. And this trios tournament is a nice way of going about it. It gives the Bucks direction without having to just go right after FTR again. Or to have to or, or to have to go right after Lee and Swerve again. Yes. Yes. And and yeah, and it gives you know and if Kenny comes back at the end of this, they could turn on Hangman again, too. You never know. But, regardless of what happens, it's cool to see. I think these guys are, are amazing. There's so much talent between those three guys, and they're going to have great matches with whoever they go up against in a certain Rylan, uh, we've reached our number ones. And they're different this week. Um, so, we, we each, and it's weird because we neither of us have the other match on, on our, uh, even on all the mentions. Not that they weren't good. I think both of these matches were were excellent matches for different reasons. Uh, My number one was the opening match of the night, Orange Cassidy and Jay Lethal. I thought this match was a ton of fun. Um, Orange Cassidy is just so crazy over. He and Lethal have have a pretty solid chemistry. They were going back and forth with a lot of um, counters on counters. Orange Cassidy... Uh, was firing on all cylinders. He hit a lot of different things. The The story of the match was really good with Jay Lethal wearing Orange Cassidy down with the the figure four and then him not being able to connect on the Orange Punches result. a assault. Jay Lethal ends up winning with the Lethal Injection. This is a fun 15 minutes. And yeah, and it was a great way to start it. The crowd is clearly like... Orange Cassidy is one of those guys who just delivers every time. He is so consistently solid uh, a performer. And just a guy that you can... uh, uh, You love having guys like that on your roster that you can just heat them up whenever you want to have big matches. I think Jay Lethal versus Wardlow is going to be good. But uh, I do think Orange Cassidy and Lethal have a solid chemistry that I think... Um, I'd like to see more of these. I 100% agree on that, too. Rylan, you picked a different
0: match. Yes, I picked the main event. Chris Jericho versus Wheeler Yuta. I thought these guys wrestled a great match. Yuta showed so much fire. Those that the, he always the, does. Yes, he, uh, and, and it feels like every match he he shows this fire. He shows a little bit more. The the triple suicide dives, uh, just all of the in ring work that this guy did with Jericho and Jericho, like to his credit, was moving around with a guy twenty years his junior. And was competing at a really high level, at a really high pace. I thought it was a really great match. And, I mean, obviously, Jericho went over with the Lion Tamer. Yeah. Um, a great Lion Tamer. And he held it for so goddamn long. Yeah. So, this is I a feel move bad that, for You neck. Yes. This is a move that Jericho has said that only a few guys have ever asked him to actually lock him in the Lion Tamer. Like, Xavier Woods was one of them. And before he put it in Xavier Woods, he he basically was like, are you sure? A lot of guys complain that it's really uncomfortable. And he's like, no, do it. Do it. Um, This was great. And and Moxley, of course, comes out and makes the save. Uh, Jericho says that next week he's getting the Lionheart. This is going to be great. Oh, like, I think this is
1: gonna be a really good match.
0: I, I think th- I, we're gonna see like 1995 Chris Jericho. I'm I'm so excited for this
1: because we're gonna I, like I feel like the the coffin match is gonna be the opener. Yes, or 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 this will be the opener, and then this I, I think this will probably get the last like half hour. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, like what else can you say? These two are. Uh, these two have had a great match already, and I'm sure this one's going to be fire. Yeah, I,
0: I'm, I'm very much still looking forward to next
1: week. Um, Which leaves us with the interesting question. Rylan, how do you rate this week's uh, Dynamite? Like, I don't know, because like it wasn't
0: as... Like, I watched it, I enjoyed it, as I always do. Um, but it wasn't like last week's dynamite or it wasn't like the the dynamite before last week you know what i mean like there was something about it that didn't quite click so i'm gonna give it a 3.5 i thought it was a solid show uh every match b- delivered i feel like uh there was a really great women's match women's tag match uh that I, for, for me stole the show but uh i don't know yeah and and of course the main event was fantastic i thought uh to looked great and i thought jericho looked great I'm
1: gonna give us four and a half.
0: Oh, wow! Wow! And I
1: think the big thing for me was not only did we get some great matches, which I like, I think there wasn't a good, there wasn't a bad match in the bunch. Lethal and Cassidy were a great way to open the show. Um, the the hater and the the women's tag match was a fantastic match. Hobbs squash match made him look like an absolute beast. Mm-hmm uh cage and Hardy was surprisingly solid those two those two guys went great I thought that again I said the dumpster match was a lot of fun and the main event was a great match between two very very good wrestlers on in different stages of their careers and then we built to a lot of great things too we continue to build that like this jungle boy christian feud continues to simmer um Hobbs and Starks continues to simmer. We got a big, uh, surprising turn from Cole on the Young Bucks. And then we also got, you know, Moxley continuing to build his setup, his feud. Um, Ethan Page developing uh, a direction for himself. And Eddie Kingston wants Guevara at the pay-per-view, which I think will be a great match too. It was a very good build show, and I can't complain about any of it. All the matches were very good. I agree with you. I don't think it was quite as good as last week, but hard to knock it this one. Yeah.
0: 4.5. Well, I, I, uh, I'm i surprised, but also, like, I, I, I mean, I, I see where you're coming from.
1: So, uh, Rylan, why don't you tell the people who work and they can find us on the social medias? If you want to find us on,
0: uh, sorry, on Twitter, it's at W1Wallop on Instagram. It's W1Wallop on Facebook. It's Wednesday night. Wallop, look for myself, Kyle Joseph's name, and we will, uh, we will, uh, we'll, we'll, we will communicate with you. Communicate with us. Come on, send us a message. Yeah. Tell us how you feel about the show
1: reach out we we're we're here yes uh if you if you want to find me on twitter you can do so at Legendary kj that is l-e-r-e-g-e-n-d-a-r-y-k-j uh rylan your personal twitter it's at r-y-a-m sport report
0: speaking of sport report friday morning uh this week uh i'm sure this is going to drop after this but uh friday morning there will be a new edition of the sport report um, and, uh, yeah, so uh, look forward to that. Look forward to more. Uh, Kyle, I know you're heading into a very busy weekend.
1: Yeah, very, very busy. Uh, this week has already been crazy, so we've got lots more to come. Um, so we'll take you out. Thank you so much for listening, being part of our week as well. And to each and every one of you who have listened, you have been walloped. Good night. You have been listening to a Wallop Media podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Wallop Media. The hosts of our shows are Rylan, Kyle, and DK. You can find Rylan on Twitter at Rylan Wallop and Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Wallop. Production is by RJ Spearin. You can find his work at facebookcom SpearkingCO. Logo designs are by Maisie Mulder. You can find her work on her website, maisiemulderdesigns.com. Our podcasts are hosted by ACAST. You can listen to them on the podcast catcher of your choice or on our website, shows.acast.com wallopmedia.